right, welcome to the 716 Rocks Podcast. My name is Nate Trone. What's up, Grizz? How you doing, man? Good, man. Ready for football to start. And uh, just honored. I am honored. Let me say it again. Honored Ooh. to be in studio with the social media director, none other than... Mick Colt, baby! All right. We also got our ever-infamous... Tried and true. The main man... Lucky Leprechaun. Mr. Consistent on the buttons. Ones and twos. Dropping that hot beat during the heat. Uh, Red uh, beard. Uh, off the street. <laughs> Red beard. Oh, man. That was awesome. Dude, preseason's over. Are we pumped up for football or what? Oh, man. I, I feel like a little kid in the candy shop right now, ready for football to begin. Oh, my gosh. Christmas came Let's early, hit somebody, baby. Man. Woo! Let's Come on. Thunderstruck. Come on. All right, but before we jump into the, the new season, 2015 season, boy, there's been a lot of action at One Bills Drive. we got to talk about this preseason, bro. A lot of action. Dude, let's talk about Tyrod Taylor. Fly Rod. What do you think? You pumped? You nervous? I'll tell you what, going into, uh, going into preseason over the summer, I was feeling a little bit, let's just say, questionable. Can I say questionable? Yeah, I was a little nervous, man. But I feel so much better. I mean, do we really know? Has he proven himself? No. Do yeah. we know what he's going to do? But I don't really care at this point. It's it's week one. I feel excited watching him in the preseason. Obviously, he's got legs. He can move. Okay, He can he can move, move the rock with his legs. Dude's but fast. what I was most impressed by was the pocket presence. You know, going through his progressions, going through his reads, right? Yep. Making some really nice, crisp passes on the money. Yep. And then after uh, going through going through his reads, nothing was there. He'd take the run option. It was pretty impressive to watch. Do that scramble in, in the, the third preseason game, that scramble from the 20-yard line to score that touchdown. Wow, that was beautiful. Like you said, went through some progressions and just took off. Dude's like the wind. That's another element. Do, do you think he's going to be legit? I mean, this is preseason, so it's always so hard to tell playing against, you know, first string, second string, third. You don't ever know who's out there, right. what the opponent's intentions are really with right. what they're running and their schemes or whatever. I mean, do you really think he's going to pan out? You know, my, my thing is, okay, he, he's going against starters. You know, when, when he was when he got the, the start in week three, he's going against legitimate starters out there. Um. You know, one thing is the defense is right. I don't know what he's seen out there. I have to imagine it's not super complex. Teams aren't throwing every blitz and trickery out there. But, I yeah, I got to be honest. I really liked what I saw. I mean, a fifth-year veteran getting his second start of his career. Is that right, McColt? He started one game for the Ravens. He did in week 17. I forgot what year, though. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a little different. It's, you know, for such a long time, you get these guys that are being groomed for a few years behind a starter, right? And then their number's called. Past couple years, that's just not the expectation in the NFL. So, with Tyrod, you're kind of going back to that old school mentality. He was behind Joe Flacco for four years. I don't know. I guess the old thought is hopefully he was learning a lot from Joe Flacco. Hopefully he's getting a lot of reps uh, during practice, good quality reps. You know, the thing is, during the preseason, Matt Castle got most of the first-team reps, and then between Tyrod and EJ, they rotated. So, yeah, from a pure athleticism and what I saw during the games, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what this guy can do. Who knows where the ceiling is? I mean, at this point, the sky's the limit for fly rods. So that gets me really excited. 
On the flip side for the things I just mentioned, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, but uh, I'm hopeful at the same time. Yeah, no, he's got great potential. I mean, that's one of the exciting things is, you know, for how many years have we had quarterbacks here that were going into week one and we know what they can and can't do. And we're like, uh, maybe we can somehow squeak out, uh, you know, eight, nine, possibly ten wins and get to the playoffs. But I think the great thing is it's it's exciting right now uh, with the potential that Tyrod has. It's exciting with Rex Ryan coaching, regardless of what you may think of Rex Ryan. It's entertaining listening, Come on. listening to He's his commentary, awesome. his interviews. It's at least going to be a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you give uh, Tyrod Taylor, look at the weapons he's going to have. He's going to have Sammy Watkins, Percy Harvin. He's got Robert Woods, Charles Clay. He's got Shady McCoy back there. I mean, that's that's some pretty exciting weapons. So as long as he can effectively get the ball in one of those playmakers' hands, and then he's a playmaker himself. Like you said, pull it down and run when he needs to and take off. I, I feel like almost any play could break it wide open for yeah. these Bills this year. So... What did you think of? Uh, I mean, we got we definitely have a lot of playmakers. What, what were your thoughts on the offensive line this preseason? Grizz, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, John Miller, he's getting the start as a rookie. He's a beast. You know, he's a little bulldog. He's three hundred. I don't know, six two, but dude is thick and he's nasty. Hey, how about Richie Incognito? Looks good, man. Looking great. He's been o- over a year. He was out of football. Come back, and you hear the things that the coaching staff says that like. They're blown away by Richie Incognito. He, he probably came back in better shape, better conditioning. You just see a guy that's hungry. He's pumped to have a second chance. And, hey, no bullying accusations, right? <laughs> Got to feel good about that. He's keeping his nose clean. He's doing jobs. His, his job. So huge upgrade at the guard position, which really destroyed us, the offensive line, last year. Right. Cordy Glenn's doing his thing, and uh, the right side of the line should be fine. My only concern is after that, I mean, boy, we really don't have much depth behind those guys. Right. One of them goes down, you got Craig Urbic that can play in the middle. And, uh, hey, as long as everyone stays healthy, for the most part, that's great. We should be okay. What do you think? No, I was pleasantly surprised just to see some uh, improvement from the offensive line, just like you mentioned. Uh, again, if nothing else, uh, you know, there's no guarantees here. I mean, we're not – really a, a tried and true offense obviously there's a lot of changes that have taken place over the last year or two but I just think the potential is there there's they, they seem to be showing improvement and if nothing else I can go into week one feeling excited which is great for me as a Bills fan awesome awesome hey let's talk about some things we weren't too happy about this preseason huh any uh oh. anything come to come to come to mind maybe when you think through some decisions about the roster, <laughs> anybody? I, I could tell you my. I mean, I, I, I've heard a lot of debate in Buffalo, and uh, you hear, you know, different chatter as far as what people feel about decision making with uh, uh, Mr. Whaley. Man, but man, I was. I, I can't even say was. I still am feeling hurt. Yeah. By this, by this Freddie Jackson move. I got a little. I got a little emotional when I saw it, man. In my mind, that is above and beyond all else the worst moment of preseason. Dude, I I got to be honest. You know, emotionally and sentimentality, I really struggled with it. I mean, this is probably our year we're going to break the playoff drought, right? 
Freddie Jackson. I mean, look, Bill's organization, they were good to Freddie. Undrafted, D3, they gave him a shot. Right. At the same time, I mean, Freddie kind of, he stuck it out. The Bills never really seemed to value Freddie at the same time. I mean, they're drafting Marshawn Lynch, you know. Before that, Willis McGahee. Now, um, CJ Spiller, was he here with McGahee? Or was that was McGahee before him? Uh, he might have been here tail end of McGahee. I don't know. McColt, maybe you could look that up for us. You know, but uh, drafting CJ Spiller, it's, it's like... The, the Bills were never quite content with Freddie. You know, they're always bringing in competition. And Freddie stuck it out. He was amazing for the community, the face of the Bills. He was a leader in that locker room. And the year we're probably going to make the playoffs, they cut him. They cut him. It's like... It's cold, man. You look you look at everything. And honestly, I would have thought Bryce Brown. Probably they would cut Bryce Brown. Now, my question for you is, is this Doug Whaley being married to that Bryce Brown deal? Or is it truly uh, what's best for the team? I kind of go back to this. You know, I, I hear a lot about uh, on, the, on, the, on the pro side of it, right, where uh, people are in favor of the decision. And although they're kind of hurt to, to, to see Freddie go, I hear the point of, you know, you can't be sentimental. Like, it's business. Right. However, the thing about Fred is that he doesn't seem to, to be lacking. Like, he still seems to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He still seems to have... Rips off the 41-yarder. The ability to run the ball hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, hard. <laughs> right. That's Freddie Jackson. He right? lays the wood, man. So, you know, I, I get it. Like, sure, we can't be sentimental, but I just feel like it wasn't a, it wasn't a question of, like, hey, let's keep him around because, oh, he, he was with us for 10 years and he gave us such a great, you yeah. know community man or whatever like sure put all that to the side like he's still a good reliable football player and i mean you take a look at the situation we're in right now with week one is mccoy gonna play i don't know it's up in the air it's a question mark right it's a big question mark. wow hey wouldn't it be great to have a nice reliable strong running hard running running back yeah oh booby but wait, he's in Seattle. You know, I just feel like, man, it just, you know, to save a couple million dollars, it's not worth it. And then there's the whole leadership aspect of what he brings to the team uh, leadership-wise, what he brings to the team as far as raising that accountability level. Right. And just amping the guys up. Right. You know, it's just, I, I just, I don't agree with the move at all. I feel like it was wrong. You know, you give him a one-year deal. He's got what it takes to play another year. He has what it takes. Um, sentiment, sentimentality, emotional, the, the leadership aspect that he brings to the team, it's going to be hard to replace. But I am hoping that from a leadership perspective, you're down a leader, someone's got to step up. And it's got to be Tyrod. Right. You know, this is an opportunity. He's, his number got called. Now he's got to step up and he's got to lead that team. So it's a great opportunity for him. Um, the only thing, I mean, if I just look at it on paper, though, and I think about the future of the Bills, it, I was a little bit conflicted. You know, Freddie Jackson is a big thing, right? But look, Booby Dixon, he shouldn't really be getting too many reps in the backfield. That's my opinion, especially now we have Carlos Williams. I think it's great, Carlos Williams, uh, second string. 
Um, you know, we just drafted him this year behind LaShawn McCoy. Between LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Williams, that is a great, great running backfield there for a couple years, right? Um, got a lot of confidence in Carlos. Bryce Brown, it, I guess that's the question, Mark. It, if you come down to uh, Booby Dixon, he's on the team because of special teams, right? You can use him in a lot of different situations. He's blocked a couple kicks um, or, or a couple punts, and... So he's good, you know, keep him around. He, he's versatile in that regard. So I really think talent-wise, it came down to Bryce Brown versus Freddie Jackson. And I think today I'd feel a lot more comfortable giving the ball to Freddie Jackson. Like you said, he goes hard, man. He can will three yards on just about every carry if he doesn't bust one out a little right. bit longer. He's a gr- he's great catching the ball in the backfield. Right. He has great downfield vision for the screen passes. You know, Bryce Brown... I think he's really talented, but uh, the only memory I have him is fumbling it at the one-yard line out of the back of the end zone last year. You know what I mean? So today, it's like, hey, I I put my confidence in Freddie Jackson for that last roster spot, but I don't know. Uh, Are we just keeping Bryce Brown around for a couple more years? And then there's reports that the Bills were trying to shop Bryce Brown anyways for a trade, so it really kind of baffles me a little bit. you know, I, I could kind of make a case that maybe talent-wise there wasn't a place for Freddie, and long-term this is best for the Bills. But you know what? I really feel like the leadership and the fact what he has in the tank today, I, I can't get my head around that the cut was a good decision for the team. Yeah, I, I just, man, you know what I want? Do what do you know, want? Do you know what I want? I, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Re- <laughs> Reading these articles of, uh, you know, when Fred Jackson got cut, the one thing that stood out, you know, he called Doug Whaley out. He's like the one man who, who was not honest with him more than once and up front with him was Doug Whaley. You know, Doug, I'd like to get you in the studio, man, ask you a few questions. Hold the people accountable. That's right. So if you're willing, 716 Rocks. We'd like to have you in studio. We'd like to really just have a nice, honest discussion. Get some answers. Hey, what's the deal here? You know, I, I just need some honest, straight-up answers from the source. We want the truth, Whaley. We want the truth. So maybe we get a social media director to, to work on that. Get down to one Bill's drive, baby. I'm on it. He's on it. All right, man. You know, talking about, is LaShawn McCoy going to be ready week one? I don't know. Carlos Williams, uh, he's got this like random mystery surgery. Does anyone know what that is about? How is there not a? Li- I want to know what this random mystery surgery was. I'm just curious, you know, what happened there. You know, am I kind of seeing a pattern? There's a lot of guys. Bryce Brown was out, you know, practice for a while. How many receivers, dude? I mean, we got like fifth string receivers <laughs> getting reps with the first teamers. You know what I really want? I want a healthy Bills team going into oh week one. Like, what is going on, man? We haven't even started yet, and we're depleted. It's insane. Thank God we do have so much depth at the wide receiver and running back position, but what's that all about? Is that like strength and conditioning coach right there? Is that just like a random freak act or, or what? I don't know. You got you to gotta jump on it, though. There's got to be something going on. I just don't think that many guys can get hurt, and it's just coincidence. Definitely one of the downers, though, is, you know, just all those guys being hurt. But I think uh, we'd be remiss not to uh, just bring up the other worst 
uh, dare we mention, mm. moment mm. of the preseason. Scandalous. That definitely affects the Bills. Scandal. Oh, man. I was really hoping, Grizz. I was really hoping that the Bills, after week four, would, would minimally be, you know, three and one, right? And then our rivals, on the other side, the Patriots being maybe one and three. Now, why would the Patriots go one and three? Because Brady's a cheater, and he gets suspended for four games. And injustice prevails, because I'm sick of these guys just cheating. You know, I forgot what, someone tweeted out, but basically defending the Patriots. Like, you know, oh, you know, why are they always getting blamed and accused? Because you cheat! Because you cheat! You get accused because you cheat, okay? <laughs> I don't know. If you're a 500, I, feel, I still think we would have an issue here. You cheat. You cheat, you cheat. And I don't understand. I'm just, look, somebody, please let me know how this works. Is it labor union laws? Is it because the NFL is like uh, an employer and the players are contractors? But how the heck does like a New York district court judge overturn a suspension that was handed down by the commissioner of the football league? How does a judge just say, no, you know what? Commissioner Goodell, I don't feel like you had enough evidence. And I feel like, you know, the heavy hand of justice came down too strong on Mr. Brady and Mr. Kraft. And you know what? I'm overturning the suspension. How does that even work? I don't understand that. And it ticks me off. And Slick Tom, Teflon Tom, gets away with another one. Listen, I don't cry too often and too easy. But these just getting off the hook, you know, adjustments, tweaks to rules for really what seems like for Tom Brady, it just, man, it brings me to tears, dude. I, I really, I'm sick of it. It's the, the integrity of the game. I'm sick of it. You know, I I don't want to wish, I shouldn't even say it. You know, I would never want to wish a player hurt. So I'm not going to even say it. I'm not even going to go down that path. But you can, you know, the wheels start turning. You get upset about this stuff, you know? No, I never want a player hurt. But I'm like, man, I just hope that, I, I kind of hope that our D-line just tees off on him on week two. And he's feeling like, hey, you know what? Maybe I wish I was suspended for at least two games because I just got rocked by Mario Williams or or Mr. Big Stuff hit me up the middle, middle or, you know, Jerry Hughes coming around at 4-4 speed around the edge. Kyle Williams pancaking me 10 yards back. I just – I hope I hope we tee off on him, honestly. I hope we tee off on Tom Brady. You want it? You want to play so bad? Great. Let's go. Let's do this. I, I just hope uh, Mr. Big Stuff is just ticked off after having to sit out week one and just takes out all his <laughs> all his aggression and just oh gives Tom the business. Give him the business. Ooh, who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? That's how I feel about Brady's suspension. Other notables uh, from preseason. You got anything else, Grizz? Uh, there's a whole thing with Castle. Do we want to, what do you think? Should we talk about the debate between who's second and who's third string? <laughs> Generally a pretty hot topic, right? I, Going we in. could sit and discuss this for hours <laughs> of the ins and outs of who should be, uh, who should be backup and Roby by the fireside. Give me a corn cob pipe or we will debate it. We, we could, uh, watch paint dry if you want, <laughs> which would you prefer? You know, you know, what? I'm good. I'm good. I will mention that. Hey, Matt Castle is second string, yep. and EJ's third. Who's third? Who cares? Blah, blah. 
All right, moving on. All right, dude, let's talk about a couple predictions. Here we go, boys. Whoo! In studio, predictions for the season. We're right, about man. to start week one. What do we got? Who wants to kick it off? All right, I'm just going to jump at it. I don't know if this is a safe prediction. I don't know how much risk I'm taking, but I, I got to go 10-6, and six, and we're making the playoffs as a wild card spot. All right, McColt, what do you got? I have 12 and 4. Oh, Whoa, baby. Woo! Come on, Taylor. Hey, I feel good. I bet he's, wait, is he making the Pro Bowl this year? I don't care. Just I hope our defense is going to stay healthy and if it stays healthy, healthy we're going to we're going to win. Wow. 12 and 4. I, I do have to know what are your losses? What are those four losses? Of course, Indianapolis. Come on uh, now. Okay. New England? Uh At New England? At New England. Okay. Whoa. All right. Philadelphia and Dallas. Yeah. Interesting. Dallas. All right, all right. Dallas at home in the winter. Dallas. I'm just. I figured we're we're bound to lose one towards the end. So. No, we'll flub it. Hey, could you imagine this though? We go 12 and four. Imagine the Bills go to the Super Bowl. Seattle goes to the Super Bowl. Oh, don't and the even. Bills, and the Bills beat win. Seattle. How does Freddie Jackson feel? I love it. <laughs> I would. I would cry out of happiness <laughs> and out of. Sheer depression, all at the same oh, time. Oh, Freddie Jackson! Oh my god! Sorry, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to burst your bubble, guys. But uh, I got nine and seven. What? Ooh. You're a joke! You're a joke! Good. You might be in touch with. What family. did you have? You had ten and six. Wait, right? Grizzle, you are. A, hey, you are a wolf. Shut your mouth. You're a wolf in sheep's clothing. Shut your mouth. You had ten and six, right? Yeah. Which I also had until last week. When we had to play Brady at home now. So you think we lose him twice? Yes. Okay, give me your losses. We're, I have a loss to the Colts, unfortunately. Wow. Only because we're still coming off a lot of Im injuries on the offense. Okay? We don't have Marcel up the middle. That's a pretty big uh, you know, factor. Who's the backup? Stephon? Stephon Charles? doesn't really matter. It's He's not good. Marcel. He's good. So I got a loss to the Colts. Two losses to the Patriots. I actually have two losses to the Dolphins just because we what? stunk. You have us, what, going 2-4 and four in the division? Yeah, unfortunately. Are you a joke? Hey, time will tell. Redbeard, what do you got? All right. I got to go with Nate at 10-6. 10-6. Nice. Wow. Any any wins against the Patriots? I don't, I don't think we win against the Patriots. Yeah. You know, I guess I look at your losses, and I would say probably – I don't know. I don't see us losing to the Dolphins twice. I see us splitting that, and I see us splitting one uh, week one and two. So I got to okay. come up with another loss somewhere. Um, I don't know. Maybe one of them might be uh, Texans at home. I don't. JG Watt is a force, dude. I just. I said he's probably going to play every position available. So uh, if that D line can stay healthy, they're probably second best in the league. Yep. Roll for and they got Clowney back, right? Clowney. Oh. So I, I have us either either you know they're gonna split probably uh, the Texans or the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Well, so we've got a range. The, the experts have them at uh, eight and a half wins. I don't know how you get a half. Oh. Win, but the the over under is eight and a half wins. Uh, so I've got them nine and seven. We got two ten and sixes in the Would house. Would you bet that? Would you? Bet and that? we have a twelve and four from McColt. It's pretty high, pretty cool, risque, man. Gotta go high, man. Would I, would I, uh, would I bet on it? Mm -hmm. The over/under? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got to bet 
Everybody in this room's got them at more than eight and a half. So it, it, you know, we we're a lot closer to it right. than Vegas, so That's we right. probably do they have know? insider we're knowledge. Not biased. No, I mean, we're very. Just even keeled podcast show here. Vegas, that's just a bunch of novices, man. They've never really done that betting kind of stuff, so mm. they don't really know yeah, well, too much of what they're talking about. None of them have even. Yeah, they want us to win. None of them have even played football, so oh, what do they really man. know about the game? You know what, Bills fans? We'll see what the season will bring. I'd love to know what the uh, the low uh, end of the predictions and the high end of the predictions is out in the community, out in this nickel city that we love so much. Uh, but this podcast is coming to a close and, uh, it really leaves us with one of our favorite moments of the podcast. None other than man crush the man crush moments of the preseason. Man crush. Man crush. Natron, man, what do you got? What do you got for, uh, your man crush moment of the preseason? Well, I'll tell you what, man, this, this man crush right here, I, I just gotta say it. I'm rapping. Yo, if you see me right now in the studio, I'm rapping a throwback Bills jersey. Who, who, who am I rapping? Freddie Jacks. F Jacks, man. I got my 22 on. And, I, and I'll tell you what. Here's why Freddie Jackson's my man crush. Freddie Jackson, I love you, man. Because reports come out, I think via you. But I'm going to go ahead and trust it. Within an hour of getting caught, you get called by Seattle and the Patriots. The very fact that you signed with Seattle... It had nothing to do with the Patriots. Dude, I love you. You are my man crush. I I, I don't know what would have happened if you would have signed with the Patriots. Bro. Oh. So I'm very happy, and I wish you all the best in Seattle. I think that's a great situation. Go be with Marshawn, and uh, hope you guys hope you guys crush it over in the NFC, man. All right. For you. Freddie J, man crush moment of the preseason. How about you, McColt? What do you got? I fear this might be the last time I will say this, but Tim Tebow. Oh! Oh, 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 oh. He got cut by the Eagles, but he had a heck of a preseason. How do you not love that guy? He's a winner. They won't give him a chance. That's my guy. Hopefully he gets another chance with another team. Tebow time, because everybody's a winner. You are just unbelievable, Nicole. (laughs) All right, my uh, my man crush moment of the preseason is going to Big IK oh. number seventy five for the punch to the face. I said knock you out. Oh man, I, I mean, how could you not smile? Just get the biggest cheese grin on your face when the report came out <laughs> that he punched Gino in the face. He's got the second most punchable face in the NFL. Right after Jake. Oh, oh man. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's kind of cold, but how many times last year did you think watching Gino attempt to play quarterback, you know, telling us about how he showed flashes of Pro, Pro Bowl, Bowl moments. Oh flashes. And showing that pouty lip. That you just, man, you, you, you felt your fist coming up and you just wanted to give him a good old pop to the, to the jaw. You wanted to give him a little pike to the jaw. Thank you, Big IK, number 75, for being that man. I love you. You're my man crush moment. Whew. I can honestly say I don't have one because Jared stole mine. Yeah, that's two votes. But two my votes. reason was for Ike giving my man Fitzmagic a chance to start in the NFL again. Oh, Fitzy. Fitzy is back. The old gunslinger. He's still got that beard. He does. He I does. Up on him. The old gunslinger is back. I still have a back. beard shirt in my uh, dressing drawer. Yeah, you can wear it. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, man. All right, place your votes up on the uh, Facebook 716 Rocks page, uh, up on the Twitter, your likes, your favorites, your retweets, whatever. They're all going to get points. Don't get counted. Let's see who can earn the fan favorite man crush moment of the preseason. All right, guys, it's been real. Thanks a lot for tuning in to this week's edition of the 716 Rocks podcast. The People's Podcast. The People's Station. The People's Podcast. Quiet Storm. Signing off. It's natural. Grizzle.